Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, the founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We are emotioneering human performance, not engineering it. In season one, we talked about emotioneering the modern mindset and really about those people skills and the expression and the communication. In season two that we're in now, we're going to have topics center around everything to do with emotioneering business results. And that's gonna cover creating great places to work, increasing profits, human capital, the people, getting record-breaking results, and world-class employee engagement. I'm gonna be interviewing guests that I know are absolute experts in this area, and we'll be able to share their knowledge, share their learnings on the journey with you and myself, and I'm really looking forward to getting into all things emotioneering with them. Remember to subscribe to YouTube, to the Facebook page, to Instagram, LinkedIn, and of course, you can go to the website, modernmindgroup.co.uk, and you'll get our monthly newsletter there. Enjoy the show. On this episode, we're going to be talking about how can I create a high performance team? A high performance team. First of all, ask yourself this as an introduction. Why do you want a high performing team? Why? What does it matter to you? Why does it matter to you? What change is going to happen when you get there? And the reason I'm starting with that is that in order to create a high performance team, it is going to take a lot of dedication, a lot of effort. There's a lot of things to look at. There's a lot of things to monitor, evaluate, um, attempt to evolve, improve. It takes effort and it takes a team effort to do that. So if you align your why and your purpose is big enough, then it's going to support you to drive it forward. Now, I know why I love to see the clients and the teams that I work with achieve high performing teams. I know why that is because record-breaking results feel amazing. The team spirit, the culture, everything that happens, the experience is absolutely priceless. And to see somebody develop and achieve and absolutely reach heights that they didn't even feel were possible to begin with, whether it's the clients I'm working with, whether it's the teams themselves, the employees, it is elation absolute elation uh, when you see that happen it's possible it takes time and it, it also depends where you're starting at are you starting halfway up the mountain are you starting really at you know rock bottom and, and you've got a long way to go so ask yourself why first okay and then let's have a look at well what is a high performing team so to me high performing teams achieve consistently they, of course, they work together. So when I think of high performance, I think of teams like uh, the All Blacks, the New Zealand rugby team. I think of the Mercedes AMG team in Formula One, right? Wanting to own their tenth of a second. Um, really how, you know, when you watch Formula One and how much work it goes in, even just to change one wheel <laughs> in the pit, to do that pit stop, and the record-breaking pit stop is 1.8 seconds. Um, for example, I was watching the Monaco Grand Prix on the weekend, and the Red Bull team, for example, achieved 2.3 seconds in one of their pit stops I watched. I thought, wow, 
people are working in unison they're working in coordination they have um, a very clear purpose as to what they're doing and how they're doing it and they know that they have team accountability they're not going to let anyone else down um, I also think about you know the, the teams that really go for gold in the Olympics or Real Madrid when they achieved the Champions League uh, this weekend I mean Gareth Bale for example is actually the footballer in history the only footballer in history that has actually had five medals um, from Champions League ever. Like that is high performance, isn't it? And being part of that and that level of achievement and that level of greatness is fulfilling. It absolutely feels fulfilling. And to those people, it's not just about the result and the outcome though. It is really about the journey. So how can I create team performance or high team performance and a high performing team it's really about setting um, setting those kind of pillars, really setting the benchmark, setting the best practice, enjoying the journey, but knowing that that journey could be a long one to start with. Um, so let me ask you some other questions while you're listening to this and, and questions, you know, actively take these questions, write them down and take some time to really know the answers to them. Here's one. How much do you want it? Because if you don't want it enough, someone else is going to want it enough. That's competitive edge, right? How much do you want this? And how much do you believe that it is possible? Do you believe? And if you don't believe, well, I mean, it's Henry Ford. If you believe you can, you can. And if you believe you can't, you can't. Like, you're right. You're both. You're right on both accounts, isn't it? Because if you're not believing that it is possible for you to stand there if one person or one team says it's possible then absolutely it is we've got to connect the dots and do the work um, the consistent work and the and put in the energy uh, that it takes to get there so then that's the next question how much effort are you willing to put in to making it happen because answering all these questions that I've put in the beginning of this podcast today and this episode are the foundation to how you get a high performing team. If you are not driven from a place of belief and purpose, it's highly unlikely that you will get there. So that's the first thing that I want to say today is that it really starts with you, whether you believe it's possible, whether you're ready to do the work uh, and whether you really want it. What do you want it for? What's the purpose? What is it going to bring about? What is going to happen? And then you can start to visualize uh, what it will be like to be there, to know that it's possible, to put it out into the universe, that that's a goal and that's something that is absolutely possible and set your intention around that. What is the intention of doing this? Um, so, so let's start there. If you listen to the last podcast, that was, oh, I sounded very Welsh then, didn't I? Didn't I? If you listen to the last podcast, <laughs> if you listened to the last podcast, there we go. There's my, uh, there's my elocution lessons paying off. <laughs> if you listened to the last one, I would have been talking about how to evaluate team performance, uh, how to look at the data and the metrics and, and what to look at. I mean, for example, I talked about the pit stop, right? And um, in Formula One and how fast that is. I mean, they track that, right? They track the fastest lap. All of these things absolutely matter. So if you haven't listened to that that one, I highly suggest you do and, and sort of see the relevance of, of why understanding those benchmarks and those metrics are absolutely important. And in it, I talked about the bell curve of performance 
um, which really looks at, you know, if you, you split your team into the top 25% performers, the next 25%, the next 25%, the bottom 25%, you're going to start to see what percentage of people, oh, well, I mean, it's going to be 25%, right? But <laughs> if you look at where they perform in terms of their numbers, you can start to see some type of curve in where they're at. There's going to be a less people at uh, really, really low performers. There's going to be a lot of people in the majority in the middle. And then if we look at the, the top, 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 there's going to be a very small percentage of them. So the idea when creating a high performance team is that you can't afford Mercedes AMG cannot afford to have low performers that do not participate in creating that owning and creating that tenth of a second that makes a difference they can't they, there is just no room for it the champions league uh final right between real madrid and liverpool uh this year there is no space for someone that does not want to perform can't perform and isn't at that skill level now in the workplace i know that that is different because it isn't a case of us just saying you know, you're not you're not cutting the mustard. This isn't where we want to be, and I and I don't even feel like it's that in within even the high, some of the high performing teams in the world. You give someone a chance, you support them, you set the right environment, you you really guide them and help them to close those skills gaps, understand the perception gaps in terms of their behaviour. But then it's really down to them uh, to to also you know come on board. But then you've got to think. Well, do they believe in the mission? Do they believe in what we believe? Do they believe in the leader that's leading them? What's the relationship like? And I've, I've when I was making the notes and researching for this podcast, I just wrote down the words, oh, the word care, C-A-R-E. If you, they don't feel like you care enough, they're not going to feel it either. They're not going to care either. And they're going to feel like, actually, maybe I, could be somewhere else or maybe there's something else that I'm supposed to be doing people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care so it really has to start with the relationships um, and doing the right things by your people uh, but also having the right people on board as well you know looking at the makeup of what makes the right fit for your organization um, can you recruit the right people to begin with because if you can do that then of course you're going to have a high performance team if I look at the law of diffusion of innovation, and I've also talked about it um, on here before, if you haven't looked at it, please go check it out on any concept, on any change that you're looking to bring about, an idea, a belief. The, the law of diffusion of innovation really looks at what point, what percentage, what type of behavior uh, people have uh, across the population. So what it says is that 2.5% are your innovators. They're the people that bring about change, the visionaries. Um, now, they don't have to necessarily lead a business, but they could be within your teams and, and really driving change. Uh, you've got 13.5% that are your early adopters. They're the people that jump on the idea straight away. They absolutely love what you do and they'll bring other people along for the ride. They're your kind of champions. They're championing uh, what you're doing. Then you've got your early majority that are around about 34% of people and they are the ones that kind of go oh, well if the champions and the early adopters like it then maybe I'll get on board with it and then you've got the late majority that are really sort of going well if they do it and then they do it and then they buy into it and then eventually I might just get one of them 
products or I might just buy into that idea or I might just start doing it because everybody else has started doing it. Um, so they're probably a little bit more of a follower mentality. Um, and then you've got your laggards. They're the 16% of people that don't like what you do, don't buy into what you do, uh, really aren't part of the vision. Um, and they, they just they, they just don't buy into it. And that's that's the challenge is now you, it is possible with a laggard to eventually influence and persuade and to bring them in and to work with them to to bring them forward how long they stay there is really up to them and, and how much belief and and whether they can change um and whether they believe they can change right from a fixed mindset perspective um but can you afford that person to to really be there within the team what does what does it mean uh if you were to have someone that is a laggard in the likes of a New Zealand All Blacks rugby team in, um, you know, uh, an Olympic gold team in Mercedes. There isn't space for that in a high performing team. Now, of course, when it comes to employment law and all of the things that that come with that from a human resource perspective, of course, we have to support people. And, and when they came into the business, they may not have um, been that way. But as business evolves, maybe they've started to become a laggard or someone that doesn't maybe want to move forward in the evolution of the business for example um you might have joined a company and they weren't a tech company and now they are a tech company and actually that might just not be something that floats your boat so now that the business direction has changed so therefore they've 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 moved kind of in that in 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 that realm of of how bought into the ideas and the vision um that they are so you've got to kind of figure out where your people are in this kind of law diffusion of innovation. And, and like I said, I'm coming back to that question I asked in the, in the beginning, how much effort are you effort, absolute effort. It takes effort to change your communication, to help somebody get on board with an idea, a concept, a behavior, uh, a best practice. It takes effort. Um, and if you're not going to do it for the effort, then you may never get uh, a high performing team. Let's put that reality out there. Okay, mic drop. Um, when I look at it, and, and it's part of the emotioneering business uh, results formula, um, that is the peace method. And I'll go into that on another podcast, but it, just to kind of shape how it looks. Uh, to me, it's about ensuring that you've got the right people and you do right by your people. So that that's the P um, that is in the equation. You've then got the engagement and you know the discretionary effort um, that someone wants to give that employee engagement. Now, employee engagement is not just about getting their feedback. It's not just a survey that we send out every year. Uh, employee engagement goes much deeper than that. And there are a lot of initiatives that we can do, which is why I'm going to record, record another episode on this particular point. Um, do the right activities or so activities. Um, what are we doing? What are we doing consistently? What are the touch points that we have with our team? What are we communicating? When do we spend time with them? What are we doing when we are spending time with them? So all of these activities that really help to drive the performance forward. Uh, and then you've got culture, uh, which is the C in the formula, the peace method, P-E-A-C-E. -E. So then you've got culture. And culture is really the DNA, right? So when I go back to what I was talking about with the New Zealand All Blacks and their rugby team, like the culture, everything that they do, they have a set of principles. There's 15 principles that 
they adopt and everybody buys into. And that's what they're buying into is that culture, that legacy, that history that they're making. They're not just playing rugby. They are making history. They are creating a legacy. Um, and it's all very exciting stuff, as you can tell with my passion uh, to talk on all of these topics. So looking at the culture, what is the culture? What are people saying? How do they buy it? How do they explain who we are as a team? Uh, do they have some type of ethos? They have their own language. Um, what is that kind of team DNA? Um, and then execution is the last bit. Peace, P-E-A-C-E. E stands for execution. And it's P plus E plus A plus C multiplied by execution. How much you can execute at all costs, the plan, the framework, the strategy, what what is going to have to happen to ensure that you remove those roadblocks, that you put the blueprint in place? Because this formula sits over, obviously, the emotioneering business blueprint, which really does create high performing teams. And if if you implement the plan, a wise man once told me, you cannot fail. If you implement the plan, you cannot fail. You will get a result, even if not the result you're looking for. So if you implement everything and then you can say, absolutely, we've done this, we've done this to the quality, then see the results that come. And you can't fail by that because you're doing something new and you've moved forward from where you were before. You've you've literally looked at a success route and a framework and a blueprint of how to do something. And if you do that, chances are if somebody else has already done it, you can do it, too then that means as long as you're putting in the effort, you have the belief and you do it with conviction and you execute at all costs and you put these things and these initiatives in place, then you can have a high performance team. Yes, it's possible. I've helped many teams do it. It feels incredible when they look and go, oh my gosh, we've had our highest ever performing result. We've, we've never achieved this before. This is amazing. And I say to them, yes, it absolutely is. And it is the best feeling Um best reason this is the reason why I do what I do uh because it does feel amazing um but it also feels amazing when you're working with people to be able to support them when they're in the trenches when they are at the bottom and they don't know how to get there and we support them with this strategy you know it's a, the emotion here in business blueprint to me it's a, it's a people operations and performance strategy that when implemented will bring about high performing teams uh, and record-breaking results listen to this 47% of workers give feedback to Gallup that they receive a few times or less feedback from their managers on an annual basis. So the first thing that you can do, and when we're looking, you know, I talked about the, the, the formula, the emotional and business formula with the peace method. And that formula, when it when I talk about engagement and I talk about you know, execution and the activities, if you are spending time with your people, if you are giving them feedback on their individual performance as well as group performance, then you are going to start to move the needle towards high performance. That is one of the first and foremost things. I talked about relationships and now I'm talking about spending time with people. If you're not spending time with your people, then of course they're not going to improve. They can't just improve unless they're very driven on their own and very self-motivated. Um, you know, they've got this intrinsic motivation to, to do things and to get up and to learn and to, to move forward. But if you're not helping them do that, I'm not sure how long they'd stay in the company because they, they may end up 
going off to find someone that's going to help move them forward or support them in their development. Um, so, so yeah, spend time with your people. Remember, it won't come overnight. Th- these things do take time. And I know it can feel overwhelming. You're like, oh, we've got so far to go. We're looking up the mountain. But we've got to celebrate those wins along the way, those little things that change, the little things. And knowing if you, if you take a plan, so what I love to do uh, when doing this and, and creating a high-performing team is I love to look at, um, some people call it a RAG, uh, a RAG performance ranking, which is red, amber, green. RAG stands for red, amber, green. I call it a traffic light. Uh, if you've got a certain number of initiatives, which ones are you moving forward on? Which ones haven't you started yet or have not been in, put in place before or have failed or have fallen off the wagon? Um, and what ones are green? What are things that are in place and they're consistent? And if we look at that on a monthly basis and we say, well, yeah, we are consistent with the time that we spend with our people. Oh, yeah, we're, we're actually we're green in, in terms of how we communicate and the things that we communicate. We're green in terms of our goal setting. Um, if we look at those things across traffic light, we can start to see how we are contributing uh, to the high performance of the team and the things that we're doing as leaders uh, to, to really help them move forward. So this brings me on to talking about the Emotioneering Business Blueprint, because that is how I help um, day in, day out. It's what I, what I do is what Modern Mind Group do to implement the Emotioneering Business Blueprint, which will bring around increased profits, highly engaged teams and record breaking results. Yes, it will. So in order to do that, what we do is we analyze and diagnose a business. So say you have a team of, I don't know, five to six people, or maybe up to 10 people. And you're kind of a scale up. You've, you've started to build your team. You've got people there. We would take you through an analysis. Now, the blueprint itself is made up of around about 80 plus questions to ask you about your business, to diagnose. OK, so what's working? What's not in place? What is maybe not as consistent? Uh, and these are yes or no questions that will give you an emotioneering excellence score. It's going to give you an emotioneering business score against the Emotioneering Business Blueprint and an average, the, the average business will have a score of about 5 to 5.2. So over 100 businesses have actually completed this um, and that's where they're at. Now, even just by spending um, three to six months on a project to move it forward from 5 or 5.2 to even just to an 8, if you've got a small team, by the way, the good news is you can do this quite easily. Uh, if you've got a large uh, team that is across a massive network, you've got different countries, it's going to take time to implement it because you might have one team that absolutely rock and roll and then you've got to help other teams to implement it. So the, the numbers will stay um, lower for longer because it's 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 we're playing big big play <laughs> big play big groups of people um, but ultimately how fast you can execute on that and how you can implement these things without um, sort of making people feel like they're not involved but then at the same time getting them on the bus uh, with the ideas and the vision that you have um, will equal your results um, so yeah so anyway we diagnose it. We look at, you know, it, having a strategy session, which a lot of people go away with sort of clarity from these sessions. It really gives people um, indication over 13 key factors and key areas within their business that they can go, oh, yeah, actually, you do really well at this. But these bits we, we've got to focus on. So I'm going to take you through the 13. Uh, lucky for some, because when you know the magic formula. <laughs> like us and you have this blueprint you are able to achieve amazing results so 
Let's look at it. The 13 key factors of the Emotioneering Business Blueprint, they are training. What are you doing to train your team? Now, it doesn't stop there because it isn't just about training as we talk about. It, it isn't just about l and It's about what results are being effective. What skill gaps are we closing? So training is number one. Number two is culture. What is the DNA? You know, I talked about those principles with the uh, with the All Blacks New Zealand team. What is the culture? You know, when we look at the Mercedes AMG, I talked about owning their tenth of a second. That's their culture. That's part of who they are. Um, so we look at cultural aspects. What are you doing to drive the culture? What are you doing to set the tone um, as a leadership team there? We look at employee engagement. So engagement is number three. We look at, well, what are the things that we're doing to drive engagement? And it isn't just a survey. There's quite a lot of questions around engagement um, and what we can do with our teams tools and software then what we're looking at is well have you got the tools and software that enable somebody to be better at their role have you got lms systems in place have you got hr software have you got a crm system um these all absolutely factor in and make a difference um to the team performance then we've got number five performance focus are you performance focused because the questions that i was talking about um, in the last podcast where you ask someone, so what was your highest revenue generated or what was the best month that you've had so far? What's your high high selling, you know, and not just guesswork, not I think it's this. No, no, we need to know. <laughs> no, no, no. That's my Welsh coming out again. We need to know what the answer to that is uh, and be really clear on what the performance is. Uh, so, yeah, so just so knowing that and, and being performance focused, you know, knowing how long your pit stop takes, knowing um, what it's going to take to get to that next level. Uh, number six is reward. How are you rewarding your team? Do you have bonus structures? Are you looking at incentive schemes, commission plans? Um, what is their reward? How do they get rewarded? Sometimes it doesn't even have to cost money, um, but reward and working towards something is actually what many employees want. Uh, they want to feel part of something. They want to feel a little bit of competitive edge and they want to feel like they're doing something for not just the mundane that they're doing day in, day out. There's something bigger than that, like a bigger purpose. Uh, and, and purpose is part of that reward, of course it is, and, and part of the culture too. Number seven is leadership performance. What are your leaders doing? If you've got more than one manager in your business and you've got more than one leader, what are they doing? Who's the best? Who do the team follow? Who has the highest performing team in the company? And how can you emulate that? Uh, are they spending time with their people? Do they spend time just emailing them? Uh, what are they doing? Then you've got eight is well-being. We look at the well-being of the team and what are we doing to encourage their well-being? Because health, as we know, equals wealth um, for everybody. And are we looking at the physical health, the mental health, the social health um, within that triangle of wellness uh, to, to really help them feel great at their job? Look, we, we know it. Even when we look at, you know, I talked a lot about sports teams on here today. Even when you look at your own individual performance and you're listening to this, when we feel good about ourselves, we do better. When we're in a good mentally balanced state of mind, we perform better. We know these things. Um, positive stress, though, I would like to add, is a factor in the workplace, which is important. We don't want to eliminate all stress. There is some element of positive stress that we can really help people to achieve better results um, and amazing results. OK, number nine is job roles. Are they defined? Are there clear competencies and behaviours that match the tasks and the things that someone has to do in their role? 
does it say that sales are involved and business acumen and commercial acumen are part of that? If it doesn't, we've got to really define them to ensure that you're one, attracting the right people, but also that you're going to be able to hold people to account. Accountability is part of it. That's why we have coaches. Uh, We're not so great at holding ourselves accountable. Let me tell you, as an entrepreneur, (laughs) this is also very true. I have my own coach. So, you know, these these things are absolutely important. So job roles is number nine. Number 10, structured pricing. Do your team know that there's flexibility in the pricing? Is there structured pricing? Um, You know, we're talking about sales here, uh, but also for, you know, for performance of the business. uh, There's there's importance in doing that and structuring uh, the prices of the products um, so that it makes sense and it can be articulated to your team as well. Uh, 11 is recruiting. I talked about the job roles that, you know, what is your recruitment process? Who are you looking for in in terms of of, um, recruitment? What qualities do those people have that make them your your all star players? Because you've already got some of them, no doubt. And you think, oh, if only I had 10 more of these people. (laughs) So we look at that in the business. Then we look at business goals. That is one thing that I talked about um, very deeply on the last podcast about sort of data analysis and evaluation and team evaluation. You have to know what the business goal is first, and that's going to drive the purpose um, to ensuring that you have a high performance team. What is the vision? Are the business goals aligned? Do you know what you're aiming for this year, this quarter? What And what did you achieve? Also, you've got to look at that data and kind of say, well, what have we done historically? Right. And then number 13, lucky for some products and services, what products and services are you offering uh, to your people? What are what are your people able to offer? Have you added new ones in? Are you considering new ones? Uh, What are you looking at commercially that could support uh, the, you know, the audience that you have and the clients that you have? So those are the 13 key areas of focus within the Emotioneering Business Blueprint. And I can tell you I've done it many times before. When these are implemented, they will create a high performing team. So to move forward, um, of course, you can contact us. We can do an analysis uh, for you and we can take you through the Emotioneering Business Blueprint. We absolutely can. But you can also ask yourself some serious questions. Know what is going on with your team. Start with those relationships, as I was talking about earlier. Then you can move on to closing those skills gaps. All the best with creating your high performance team and I'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks for listening to the Emotioneering podcast with me, Melissa Curran today. It's been great. Remember to subscribe to Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube or all three. You can also come to the website modernmindgroup.com where you can subscribe there, stay in contact and let us know what you really think. Give us the feedback. This is going to get better by knowing what you think Uh, has this given you food for thought has it helped you change something what has it inspired let us know because that's why we're doing it it's all about the people 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 (laughs) have a great day and ciao for now